I remember my mom telling me, God loves a working man. Don't trust Whitey. And, and, oh yeah, make sure to listen to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Podcast initialized. Mission identified. The Jerk, 1979. Co-hosts online. Auditory analysis online. All systems nominal. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago, so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 80. That's 80. Uh, there you can leave us a comment on the episode. You can find links to... Subscribe and review us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And you can also find links to support the podcast on Patreon and PayPal. Speaking of which, for this episode, our reflux capacitor was given OptiGrip handles. Not very useful, but given nonetheless. Thanks to our patrons, Brian Keating, Two Dudes in the Nest, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, and a secret patron as well. And I also want to say, OptiGrip handles aside... Our patrons are actually helping us to reach our first goal of paying for all our web hosting and media hosting. So we'd love it if you joined in with them to get us to our first goal of being fully funded for our hosting needs. All right. Enough of that, though. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and daft to dog dialects. And I predicted the jerk would be nostalgic. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, co-host, Matt, uh, I was going to say, <laughs> I master yeah. interrupted myself. Thanks, Paul. You're welcome. Paul, the That's master interrupter powers. Hi, Paul. Hi. Uh, Paul, my trivial question for you is thus. Stanley Kubrick, 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 why can't I say that now? Stanley Kubrick was a great admirer of this film, according to IMDb. Uh, Stanley would often recite lines from the film to cast and crew on his films, and he once invited Steve Martin over so they could play chess. Wow. Paul, if you could play a board or a card game with Steve Martin, what would it be? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, you really get to know a different side of a person in the game of Monopoly. So... <laughs> And that leaves usually enough time for a little talk and banter as well. So oh, maybe okay. I would pick Monopoly. Oh, nice. Very cool. All right. And we are joined this time. Uh, she's returning for her third time on the podcast. We'd like to welcome back to the show Valerie Power or Paul's wife, Valerie Powers. Hi, Valerie. Hi. If you enjoy listening to Valerie on this episode, you could go back to uh, RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 22 for our never-ending Story the never ending story episode or retro rewind podcast.com slash 33 for romancing the stone. Uh, either of those, uh, Valerie was also on. Valerie, uh, can you remind us what your favorite movie genre is since it's been a while? Mm, I like most genres, but I'd probably say romantic, uh, historical, romantic, well, historical. historical drama. But if it has romance, that's a huge bonus. Okay, cool. Um, let's see. So according, my trivial question for you is according to his book, uh, Steve Martin's book, uh, Born Standing Up, 
Uh, his favorite line in this movie, The Jerk, is ad-libbed. Uh, it comes when his character is hitchhiking and a man in a truck stops and asks, St. Louis? To which Steve Martin's character replies, no, Navin Johnson. Valerie, if you could change your name to the name of a city, what city would you choose? Great question. I Thank think you. I, would go I think so, too. <laughs> I think I would go with either Savannah or Charlotte. Ooh. Oh, those are both nice. Very cool. Very historical city. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, very cool. Well, Paul, will you please input the course for Alice and tell us what we're going to be doing this episode? All right, Alice, let's uh, have a roundtable discussion on the movie The Jerk and then see what we've been up to lately on our new tube segment and stick around for some announcements. Very cool. And I don't know, did I say thank you for coming on the show, Valerie? I don't remember. (laughs) Well, okay, never mind, Alice. I was trying to thank Valerie. Target located. Spoilers incoming. Engaging retro rewind reactor. Are you trying to ask me for a date? Any jerk can make a movie. Things are going to start happening to me now. But only Steve Martin could make the jerk. And you know, you flash this kind of wad in front of some people, that'll kill you for it. Steve Martin starring in his first movie, The Jerk, a rags-to-riches-to-rags story, directed by Carl Reiner, rated R. Now playing at a theater near you, check newspapers for showtimes. Whoever heard of a newspaper anymore? But whoever heard of a memory mind meld? Well, if you listen to the show, now you have. Uh, And here's ours for the jerk. Steve Martin is a white orphan son adopted by a black family. The movie has humorous adventures about trying to mix the two different cultures, which include, after trying to protect gas cans from a sniper, Steve wins the lottery. After losing his fortune by living extravagantly, he goes back to his roots. Um, some of that was, yeah, some of that was right, but not really very much. Uh, Paul, usually at this point in the show, we, I give it to Paul to give us the technicals in this movie, but technically I forgot to ask Paul and Valerie's predictions. So first, uh, Valerie, what did you predict the jerk would be? Nostalgic. Nostalgic. Okay. Just like me. Oh, and Paul, you actually don't yes. have a prediction this time, huh? No. And that is because, as I formulate the word, (laughs) uh, this is the first time that Paul actually did not see the movie in his childhood. He's never seen The Jerk before. So we're just trying this experiment, seeing how it goes if one one of us has not seen the movie that we're going to review. So uh, hold on to your butts, as Samuel L. would say. Uh, Cool. What, Paul? I said yes. Yes. <laughs> but nonetheless, can you still give us the technicals of the jerk, Paul? Sure. Not the Paul j- the jerk. I'm just saying of the jerk, comma. Oh, the other one's more interesting. <laughs> Maybe. The jerk was is rated R and was released in theaters in the U.S. on December 14th, 1979. It runs 94 minutes and is in the comedy genre. It's directed by Carl Reiner and written by Steve Martin Carl Gottel, uh, I'm sorry, Carl, and Michael Eilat, <laughs> sorry, Michael. And uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, 
it when it starred Steve Martin, Bernadette Peters, and a few other people you may or may not recognize. Mm-hmm. And the budget of this film was four million dollars, and it went on to gross uh, over seventy million dollars in the box office. Really? Alone. Wow! All right. People like jerky people, apparently. 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 Um, and let's talk about what we liked about the jerk. Uh, let's start with our guest host, Valerie. What's one thing you liked about this Steve Martin movie? Okay, well, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, okay. I was actually surprised how much I enjoyed it. Oh, okay. I thought it was fun and quirky. Uh-huh. And uh, one thing that really stood out was the characters were just so original. I thought they were so quirky that they really... I was, I was endeared to them because of their originality. That's a good point. I, yeah, the, the characters are definitely original. Yeah, yeah I, and I, I definitely love the concept of that Steve Martin could... could they could, He could just, just think <laughs> that he was a biological child of this black family. I think that has a lot of comedic value to it it's it's very original yeah i think believing in the characters and the scenarios definitely helps sells it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely um let's see uh paul was something else that you felt sold the movie i thought steve did a good job and i i liked bernadette peters for some reason in this role i thought she, she stood out to me as one of the the main even though she didn't come in through like Almost half, I want to say, through, <laughs> way through the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, she she is definitely a memorable character. And I was having trouble placing her in any other movies. Do you guys, can you guys think of any other movies she's in? I know she's the queen of Broadway, because Chrissy yes. looked that up and told me. <laughs> <laughs> she's in Annie. Yeah, I've never seen Annie. Oh, Francis. <laughs> Then I don't know if you would have seen any of her movies. Okay, fine. Oh, oh go ahead. And is the only movie I've seen the jerk that that come to my mind. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> um, but she's enough. been in a lot of them. Um, she was, I think, she was the voice of Anastasia in the animated movie. Never seen it. What? Oh, uh, did, okay. Did you watch Animaniacs? Yes. Okay. She, do you remember Rita the cat that always sung? Yes. Oh, was that okay? Her? She was the voice of Rita. Oh, the cat. cool. Okay. <laughs> I'm now, glad we found now, now you've dumbed it down to my level. Thank you. Saturday morning okay. cartoons. <laughs> no problem. Valerie, <laughs> uh, let's go back to you. What's something else you liked about the jerk? There were so many fun, creative scenes. For instance, the gas station scene was just hilarious. When there's a madman shooting at him, and yeah. he thinks it's the cans, and he keeps yelling, "He hates the cans! He hates the cans!" <laughs> hilarious. And then I also thought it was really cute when he comes back to his long lost love who's working at, was it Mid Company or Macy's? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And he has, he has a Robin Hood hat on. I mean, it just made it so much more perfect. <laughs> I loved the Robin Hood hat. I so thought it just seems like that. That's interesting. I sort of took it as a pimp hat. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. talking about the one with the long feather in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me of Robin Hood. Okay, interesting. I, I totally see that. But I just did not take that away initially. Um, uh, let's see. Something else I liked about the jerk was I, I I loved, and this sort of goes back to the originality of the characters. But that moment when Steve Martin discovers he can actually dance and he does have rhythm, just because it's, yeah. they're playing essentially as a quote unquote white people music, I think yeah. that's really funny. <laughs> and it just how thrilled he is by that is really sweet. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, Paul, what, give us something else. Actually, I was kind of... And for me, watching it for the first time, especially in this day and age where so many people get offended, it's it's kind of like... And I was kind of shocked when I was like, wow, so many people voted for this movie. And you're talking about well, racism, you know? Mm-hmm. And... I wouldn't it's, say it's the movie's kind of, overly talking about racism. Well, that's just it. It's like, okay, maybe in 1979 it wasn't as much. I mean, in the in the 60s they were they were fighting for the civil rights and equality yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. By the late 70s and especially the early 80s, I think there was more of equality and people were okay with it. And now people are just offended at everything. That's a good so, point. Yes. Indeed. Now I think we've gone too far in another direction. And so when think humor like this crept up, I was uncomfortable. Like, oh, huh. should I find this funny? It's, not PC. it's it's definitely not PC. Knowing that it's supposed to be funny, but at what point is it crossing the line too much? It was like, oh, well, you're... Instead of... I always think of music as not racist, but like... Or I shouldn't say racism, but... Music is if not it has, belonging it, to a certain ethnicity. Yeah, it transcends. Like if it has, if you like a beat, you like a beat. If you mm-hmm. like jazz, you like jazz. If you like rock, you like rock. Without the uh, necessarily uh, a color thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he was getting rhythm because you know white quote unquote white people don't have rhythm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But unless they're listening to like their a waltz or something, yeah, then it it seems like well that's kind of offensive to white people because you're putting them in a category where they they can't get it unless it's their way. Yeah, you know what I I mean. mean, I I guess I haven't given this much thought. So, but I'm glad you're you're bringing this up, and I'm curious what you guys think about just just bringing this up. This is sort of what comes to mind for me. Is if if it were doing it in a mean spirited way, like almost almost saying that like one music was better than the other, or that, or if the all the people like all his family were just totally down on him because he didn't have rhythm and weren't like I loved how supportive his mom was. That was just yes. so great. But if she wasn't, if she was always like bad mouthing him because he can't dance to their music or something and being really mean spirited about that. And then all of a sudden, like he can dance because it's different music and they, and they were like, Oh, well that's just cause that's some horrible music. If, if there was that, that sort of really nasty element to it, to their, how, how they approached the difference then I think it would be a lot more offensive, at least to me. But that it's just, it's almost like, I don't know. I mean, I certainly am not someone who who likes every bit of music and is into every type of music. I'm not that eclectic. So it's, I think it's, it's almost, I think it's, it, I think it's meant to hit the note of, yeah, this is more music that because Steve Myers White, oh, obviously he's able to dance to it as opposed to, the blues music, but at the same time, I don't. Th- I think it's also saying that this is just who Naven is. That he enj- he he just is almost like this is his. T- the he likes both types of music, but he's able to actually just sort of flow into this type of music better. 
I don't know. I'm sort of expounding wildly, but that's yeah. Those are my thoughts. And I've left you guys like apparently you're sold. I, I, Love it. I didn't find it <laughs> personally. I didn't find it offensive at all. I, I, it's interesting your perspective because I never would have thought of that. I actually do. I hope this isn't you know controversial or offensive, but I definitely think that it, music can be tied to culture and sometimes race like oh yeah it totally know, is tied to culture people yes. in scotland tend to like bagpipes and i actually do too and yet i've i've met a lot of people who think it's atrocious move music yeah but only people from there must like it and but that's just it you have to be from there to like it so if I you're b- it. no but what i'm saying is like if you're born in it and you're raised in it and then you like it, I can understand it. But this is a character who was born in it and raised in it and still couldn't get it, quote unquote. Well, you know what I mean? But he, I mean, he enjoyed the music. He just couldn't find the rhythm yeah, for whatever it. reason. It wasn't like he right. didn't like it. Um, so he, yeah, he, and I think that's like people that, that probably well, love. He said it's this new music, it speaks to me. Like, hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's kind of like, oh, I, I relate to this more. And, and that's fine, you know, because everybody's open. To, everyone's allowed to like other people's music or quote unquote. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it, it, so I was conflicted internally whether, I, to really not whether like, I, it, should I be laughing at this? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I, that, I don't know. I, I didn't find that whole scene necessarily funny. I just found like, oh, that's that's cute. He's he found music that he's able to actually like find rhythm to. That's really sweet. Um, yeah, hopefully that's what it's taken at. But I I I'm wondering the way things are these days with with tensions as they are. Well, like and, you said, things are like way out of control the other way. Yeah, it's I like agree. it's like the polar opposite yeah. of um like I mean we didn't have really apartheid here, but um of just segregation in this country and all that. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, it has completely swung the other way. What were you going to say, Valerie? If someone, if someone out there was offended by that, I'd love to hear why, if you could, you know... Yeah, leave us a comment. Retro Rewind. understand. Podcast. Because I, I don't really fully understand. I'm, I'm, a, I'm start understanding a little bit the more we talk about it, but I really don't understand why it was offensive overall. So I would love to understand more if anyone is actually offended by it. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I think we can continue on this conversation, which is quite interesting. But let's get on to more of the things we just, we were only like, I think that's like the first eighth of the movie. <laughs> let's expand <laughs> a little bit further into the movie. Um, for instance, uh, just overall, I thought a lot of Steve Margin's lines were quite funny. I, I laughed out loud yes. several times at some of his lines, um, like the, the, no Navin Johnson uh, joke instead of St. Louis. That was funny. Um, yeah, I, there was a lot of things I found funny that he said. Uh, I agree. Uh, several of his lines, like when the people showed up, you know, there, there's the charity people are here. He's like, no, not me. Oh, yeah. There's other people more yes, deserving. Yes, That was yeah. a great one, too. Um, uh, uh, Valerie, what's something else you liked? I loved how he made his wealth, the optograph. I thought it was so funny and so random. But at the same time, when I was thinking about that, I'm like, you know what? That's actually realistic because I heard that the inventor of the paperclip ended up in like Beverly Hills. I mean, it can happen when you invent something that everyone likes and uses. You can make millions off of that. So I thought that was really creative. 
Yeah, I, I think that that makes sense. We might talk about the the uh, realism of that type of eyewear being so popular later. At least I might. But uh, yes, I think that that was a good good way of instead of him winning the lottery, which is what I seem to remember. Um, that was an interesting way of him making all that money. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go back to Paul. Well, I'm pretty much down to my classic maker. Oh, okay. Um, well, I just I think I only have one more thing. And Valerie, do you have a lot of other things, or are you pretty much done? Um, I have one more thing, and then my classic. Okay, cool. So no, I'm sorry. I have two more things, and then my classic. That's thing. totally fine. <laughs> um, so first, I liked I'll a lot. <laughs> I'll say I I liked S Head the dog. I really didn't like his name, but I liked. Yeah. Oh, and I loved when he came out holding him in front of his groin to cover himself and then picked up the other dog to to hide his his rear. I I just thought that was so funny. I don't know why, but I didn't want to like it, but I I was laughing. I felt bad for the dogs. Well, why? Do you think they Because they're rubbing up against his like uh, nether region. They smell I, they their own might. butts. I don't yeah, think they care. But there it's their own. It's not other people that aren't being forced upon other people. I mean, normally. Well, I, I felt like it fit his personality. That, yeah, oh, definitely. that's true. It's yes. just they really stayed true to his character the whole movie. Mm-hmm. How goofy he was. Yeah. Sort of this, yeah, goofy innocence or naiv- naivete. Um, cool. Uh, and then, so, yeah, I only have my classic maker left. Valerie, uh, what were a couple more things you liked? Okay. I love the dog, too, by the way. Oh, cool. Um, okay, so two things. One is I felt like the romance was fun. They really did seem like soulmates to me. They okay. were both goofy and quirky, and, and I just felt like they were a good match. I don't yeah, know. She seems so mean. I mean... No, I mean, not the I, motorcycle lady. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was silly. <laughs> and, okay, so it's about the ending. I thought it was just the perfect ending. It, the way they're all dancing, the whole family is dancing together and they accepted her and everyone's happy. And it was just such a feel-good ending. If he had ended up as a jerk, still not learning his lesson or even just homeless, I, w- I really wouldn't have liked the movie. Mm. But the way they ended it was absolutely perfect, in my opinion. Yeah, and I did like that. Yeah, I agree. The, it was funny and I liked that they're sh- they just sort of made a bigger shack. It wasn't like <laughs> an opulent like house now. It was just... Is a rundown shack. Now it's a really nice shack. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely a nice sort of feel good ending. I, I guess that'd be the way to put it. Yeah. Um. All right. And if unless there's anything else, why don't you go ahead and give us your classic maker, Valerie? Okay, my classic maker is the actors. I think Paul oh, already okay. touched on it, but mm-hmm. I thought well, Steve Martin is always great. He, I think, almost everyone agrees he's brilliant, and he he you know brought his talent. Again, but mm-hmm. Bernadette Peters, I also felt like she was, she did not get outshine next to Steve Martin, mm. which I think some people would. I felt like she was just as great in her role. And if with different actors, it might not have been as, as fun, but I mm. felt like they really gave the perfect, I don't know, mix of their talents. And so it just worked perfectly with those specific actors. Mm. Balance, yeah. Yeah, balance. Cool. Uh, let's see. For me... Uh, my most loved thing, my classic maker, was, and this goes back to goes back to Nave and or Steve Martin. But I just, just the overall sweetness of his character in that first half of the movie. I don't know. It just, it was 
it wasn't overly like some so some I think I may have mentioned this back in our goofy movie episode. Um but I I I'm not a huge goofy fan. After watching that movie I was more of a goofy fan, but I felt like goofy was almost so naive and just got into so much mischief because of his in I'm not really innocence, but just like aloofness I felt. Um but I felt like with Steve Martin his his innocence was a lot more grounded and so I don't know, I bought into it a lot more and it didn't annoy mm-hmm. me like goofy sometimes annoys me. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I really enjoyed that in the first half. And that's funny, I had the complete opposite reaction, but we'll oh, talk and... about that later. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh Paul, what was your reaction in terms of classic makerness? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, basically what I enjoyed most in this movie was the humor. And you mentioned the one-liners with Steve Martin, but there were some other one-liners in there with, uh, like the family as he's taken off. One of them says, don't forget to grow up. Mm-hmm. And for some reason that just caught me up. It, I thought it was funny. <laughs> um, but even the, just the humor in general, the, I, the, with him hitchhiking out in front of his house and then going down to the other end of his house, it was, that's when I first felt like I could really laugh out loud. Like, oh, okay. okay there, here's humor without you know race involved where I can actually laugh and not feel too uncomfortable. Oh, okay. Did, did you know that that truck driver was actually Rob Reiner? The one oh. who takes him to the end of the fence. I didn't realize that no, until I, I didn't know IMDb, it either. But yeah, interesting. Yeah, um, of Princess Bride fame, Spinal. This is Spinal Tap fame, obviously. Um, cool guys. Wait. What? Wait, what? Carl Reiner. I think it's his dad. I think so. I'm not sure, but. Oh my gosh! What? For the longest time, I didn't know they. I thought they were the same person. <laughs> <laughs> so when i said oh this is carl right oh this is the same guy who directed uh, princess bride and all that and then when he came when he had wow. this cameo on with the with the cross eyed i'm like that doesn't look like carl reiner i guess that was rob reiner i was yes. thinking of so carl reiner oh. had two sons rob reiner and lucas reiner i'm not sure what lucas is There's doing nowadays. three of them <laughs> apparently uh but it looks like Carl Reiner's still alive? Yeah, he's just 93 now. Wow. Wow. Crazy. Careful. Careful, Carl. This has been a rough month. <laughs> Stay safe for the oh, rest he's of fine. January. He's over, he's, he's over the 70 mark. So oh, he's okay. Fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. If he was 69, then he'd really have to watch out for... Yeah. Um, what's that one movie where death tries to get you? Death takes a holiday. No, it's... It's uh, the opposite. Oh, uh, the um, Final Destination. Final Destination. Yes, yes. Oh, gosh. Not to make light of... I guess I am making light of it, so I don't know why I'm saying not to make light of it. Anyway, let's get off this onto something that is a lot more awesome than death. It's the people that gave us their feedback and what they thought about the jerk on uh, social media. We uh, posted both to our Twitter, which is at RetroRewindCast, and also our Facebook group, which you can join by going to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash group. All right, so first off, from the Twitterverse, we have uh, uh, Paul posted We Are Doing the Jerk, and Tyler Smith, who's uh, the host of uh, More Than One Lesson, the More Than One Lesson podcast, 
Uh, he's at More Lessons on Twitter. He said, uh, Die, you random son of a witch. I'm obviously changing that last word. It was not uh, witch. Uh, and then uh, he also added, uh, just the concept of that whole scene, the one where the sniper's shooting at this random guy who happens to be Naven, uh, is hilarious to me. So thank you, Tyler, for adding that. Uh, the can's expired. The can- <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see. And then we our uh, old friend Rob, who retweets us a lot on Twitter, favorites our posts. Uh, he said, um, I had posted uh, that Paul was sick, uh, and that's why we released our Star Wars episode last last time. Uh, but uh, Rob said, get well soon, my friend, in terms of saying Paul get well soon. And he also said, uh, I'll watch The Jerk tomorrow to celebrate your recovery because Paul is, as you can hear, feeling better. Uh, and then he added the quote, yeah. he hates these cans. Stay away from the cans. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Rob, for, uh, for adding that to Twitter. Uh, then on our Facebook group page, we had several people respond. Uh, first, uh, Michael Withers said, a white dude of dubious intelligence thinks he is black and embarrasses everyone around him. Well, that's my memory, at least. <laughs> uh, ah, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's close, Michael, but not quite. So I give you the good old Inception sound. Anyway, um, Michael adds also... It has been decades since I last saw it, but I remember that I liked it. I'd give it a middle-of-the-road three out of five Saturday TV movie matinees. So I'm going to take that as a nostalgic from you, Michael. Then Christopher Battles uh, had a lot to say, so I'll try to read through it quickly. I did not see it until I was an adult. Uh, The beginning is great, as as I did not know the premise of the film when I started watching it. It is not a movie for young children, as it gets crude with Steve having sex with the lady in the fair. Uh, not in an affair, in the carnival. Uh, the, the part that comes to mind is the shootout at the gas station, and Steve's character trying to save the oil cans, plug the oil cans with his fingers. I don't think he... Did he do that? I don't think he did that. No. All right, there you go, Chris. <laughs> That's appropriate. <laughs> um, I would rate it a nostalgic... My reign is due to not having any childhood memories of it, plus the previously mentioned crudeness that the movie has. I do not mean to sound like a prude. I think the film is funny. I started to see the beginning and thought it was great, and then started it again, finished seeing the, slash finished seeing the movie at a friend's house with their family, and they had younger and they had a younger brother there. I quickly became more sensitive to what I had brought over as uh, as at the time. <laughs> As I was one of this, as I was one of his Sunday school teachers. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, so see the movie if you like Steve Martin and want something more than Cheaper by the Dozen Part Seven or Father of the Bride Part Four. Uh, think more planes, trains, and automobiles in some ways. Oh, that has a a, a rant in it that you don't want to, that you wouldn't want to hear from a Sunday school teacher either. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then. Uh, Christy, my lovely wife, uh, just responded to Christopher saying, you don't sound like a prude, smiley face. I appreciate your candor. And we appreciate it as well, Christopher. Uh, thank you for adding your thoughts. Isn't that a planet or a moon somewhere? <laughs> That's Endor. Candor. I know I said it weird. Uh, finally, uh, Wesley Maltry says, always love this movie for, always love this movie. 
Definitely a classic. Favorite parts are most of the things that happen while at the gas station job. The stolen credit card people, the guy shooting the cans. And I always liked when he's explaining the prizes people can get if they guess their weight wrong at the carnival. Which is that small, narrow section between the gum packs and something else, I think. Uh, so thank you, everyone, who posted their memories and thoughts about the jerk. And now we will get to the things that we didn't like about the jerk. The jerky parts of this movie, so to speak. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'll kick us off. Uh, we were talking about the biker chick a little bit ago. And yeah, I think she's just so gross from her, like, the, the like, uh, what's it called? The Not mobile home, but just the trailer she's in. And I, and I don't know if, if I get the comedy behind having her character in the movie. I, I, I feel like everything that happened with her just... Could have been cut out, and the movie might have been better. I, that's my thought. She helps him grow up and learn the ways of the world a little more. I don't know. Can't he find his special purpose with Bener- Bernadette? I guess, but... The, she, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. What, what Paul? <laughs> I'm not... I, I'm, I'm curious, Valerie, did you find the... I, I, I don't even remember her name, but... It kind of relates to one of my dislikes... So okay, I was well, go into it then. But. Go for it now, since we're right there. Okay, all right. So I did agree with you in some sense. I did think that there were definitely some unnecessary um, parts with language and sexual humor. Mm-hmm. But I, on this, I think I agree with Paul. Um, as long as people go into it understanding that it's an adult movie and not a family-friendly film, I think she does teach him some things, and I think he needed to understand that there are people like that. And I don't know. I just felt hmm. like he did grow up a lot, and I and I sort of saw the purpose of her character. I, yeah, I, I did. I I felt like it did serve some purpose. I don't. I didn't think it had to be so. <laughs> <laughs> they could have toned it down a little, but um, if I was to recommend this movie to, to someone, I would definitely say, okay, it's an adult film. You know, think about that before before you go into it. But, okay. But I I, I kind of saw the purpose of that character. All right. I'll just respectfully disagree with you guys, but I see both sides. Well, that's good. I'm glad you see both sides. What don't you see both sides of though, Paul? Um, okay. The car pulling half a church right out of the, pulled me right out of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this, I understand this, this movie's supposed to be humorous and it's supposed to be funny, but when it's, way over the top like that it's a little bit it it stretches beyond the believability set in that world yeah i could see i could see that i was gonna i was gonna say if if there were if the world was made of jokes like that and set pieces or set gags like that more i guess i almost want to say more akin to peewee's big adventure or mel brooks where they move the whole castle and there's nothing oh, but a, oh, a toilet there. All right, good point. Okay, good point. Good point. <laughs> yes, yes, like that. Um, then yes, I could see that joke landing better. But I, I agree that is a that what I could. It didn't take me out of the movie, but I see how it would definitely take you out of the movie, Paul. I loved that scene. Oh, you did. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, it didn't take me out. I I liked how the the people in the part, the section that was leaving, we're like, like waving and sort of reaching out for the people that were left yeah. in the chapel. But yeah. I think the whole concept of towing out this whole section of the church, just from the water pipe 
is and in that little car that's not a truck either you know (laughs) yeah good point good point all right uh let's see valerie what's something you didn't like about this movie other than i mean we talked about the biker chick but what's something else Okay, um, I felt like <laughs> this is another thing I sort of like at the same time, okay. but I decided to put it under just like <laughs> it's very, very dated. And yes. so, on the positive side, if you want to see a, a 70s movie and you put this in, you know, then this is going to fit the bill. It's it's a perfect 70s movie. But oh, come on, disco parties are current. <laughs> this is going to mention the disco parties, the zebra bed, zebra bed with hot pink curtains around yeah. it. Oh, I bet you can find it out there now. There are some people out there. <laughs> so I think it, it sort of detracts from it a little bit because, you know, you can't really relate to it as much now. Yeah, and you know what? Me and Chrissy were talking about this after we watched it, and... Um, like I was commenting that I actually I felt like I liked it more than Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which isn't hard to do. But uh, <laughs> but um, I I almost felt like this was and almost in like an American version or is similar type humor. Like there were some non sequiturs in there mm-hmm. with sort of an overall story of just different different sort of sub stories. Um, mm-hmm. but I felt like Monty Python and the Holy Grail almost worked better in terms of its setting because being back in a medieval setting, pretty much anyone could have the chance to relate to it and feel like more immersed in that world as opposed to this movie was made in a very contemporary way in the 70s. So now looking at from the 2010s when we're recording this episode, it's, it's or I, said, I should say the 20 teens, it feels way more dated and way more like in the past, even more so than Monty Python, as strange as that sounds. That does sound strange. This definitely did not happen before Monty Python. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, that feels like it almost, I, I, I cringe to call Monty Python and the Holy Grail a period piece, but I'd say it's more but of a period is. piece than, than the jerk. Yeah. Whereas, for that. instance... The Wedding Singer was made in the late 90s, but it was set up as an 80s movie. So it's, it definitely has, it's, it's self-deprecating in that way and calls attention to the 80s-ness of it, which makes it more fun. This is just like, it's the 70s. It's always the 70s here, isn't it, guys? Come on. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's when it was made. <laughs> I don't think I'm getting across what I'm meaning, Paul, but I'm not going to rat hole right. there. Uh, let's go back to you, though, Paul. What's something else you don't like? Um, okay, and this is my own personal thing, but for a lot of the movie, I did not enjoy... I, I kept feeling sorry for Naven, like, because oh. he's so innocent. Uh-huh. And this is the same problem I had with Meet the... Um, meet the parents is that i didn't really enjoy it because ben stiller kept getting the the raw end of the stick yeah and a lot of people are like oh dude you're weird because that's funny but it's hard for me to enjoy someone getting the raw end of the stick all the time and he seemed the main character and the jerk seemed to be getting the raw end of the stick until he got all the money then at that point then i can enjoy some of the uh the the humor that happened because hey 
at least he, he'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> I was kind of... <laughs> and Joe, he lost it all. Yeah. Well, that was partly his own fault. His family yeah. came through and saved the day. That's yes, true. I did like that. Yeah. How did, We're did, talking about this. Like, see, yeah. I didn't feel like he was constantly like losing or constantly being kicked down. How did you feel about that, Valerie? Did, did you experience I it like that? I thought he did great. I, I thought he would be miserable when he went out on his own and I felt like he was really lucky. Yeah, he I, seemed yeah, happy and content. I was happy for him, how well things were going. Yeah, they were going w- like a little, okay, it's a little bit better. Okay, it's a little bit better now. Okay, yeah. it's a little bit, but still when things happened to him, I just felt bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I like when the guys start shooting at him for no reason, and then the the people are taking, you know, are are holding up the gas station. And mm-hmm. then, but that, that's realistic; it could happen to anyone. I know, but it doesn't mean I want to enjoy. That's not enjoyable for me. Speaking of getting the raw end of the stick, and also something that wasn't realistic, some something else I didn't like, and this this took me out of the movie, Polly. That church thing took you out. This took me out. Yeah. When um, when. Uh, Navin's in the court because of that class action lawsuit against the OptiGrab, and the, you see the judge with his cross-eyed uh, cockeyedness. That judge would have had to recuse himself because he suffered from the effects of that glasses. He could not, in good conscience, and I think that would be in a mistrial if his if Navin's <laughs> lawyer would have done his stuff because obviously he's he's totally uh, impartial. I mean, not Good impartial, point. very biased to, yeah, he's very partial uh, to You're the right. defense in that case. So that's just, that really bothered me. I never would have thought of that, though, because it's like, I was so caught up in all the silliness of the movie, but it's, you have a point. Yeah, and I one thing that I did appreciate as he's writing all those checks for a dollar nine <laughs> each for the million, I was like, man, I'm so glad we live in today's technology where you could just print them all out right. instead of writing right. over a million of those. Oh like man, a button on the internet, put it right yeah. into their account. But I think even back then he could have had his bank just like print out checks. So it's Maybe, a little funny that he's it, doing. It I, I I certainly appreciate like, well, I'm glad I don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. So, what's something else uh, you didn't like, Valerie? I really didn't like the firing squad scene where the wife died. Oh. <laughs> I just didn't find it funny. And I felt like it was dark humor, and I felt like the the tone of the rest of the movie was very lighthearted. So I'm like, why do they have to have someone die? This isn't funny. So she I, I died in a lighthearted the penal- way. It, it's the penalty for the, the early bank and withdrawal. I, I get that. That is funny, but... I, I don't want to see someone shot. It's a comedy. I don't know. I just It just didn't sit right with me. Oh, okay. That's fair. Um, what does that say that it didn't bother me? <laughs> didn't bother me either. Because I that knew say it was supposed then? to be tongue-in-cheek. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, all right. Well, what's something that didn't sit right with you, Paul? Something else, I should say. Um, I felt a lot of the... I, one of the things that I did like the most was the humor but one of the things that i didn't like the most is i thought a lot of the humor was over the top and just i'm trying too hard for instance that whole martial arts scene 
where he yes. where how did he learn to fight so well i know and it's yeah. just that that was like actually like that scene <laughs> <laughs> great i i definitely thought that was unrealistic yeah and it it didn't seem at all to fit in with the rest of the movie it seemed very much of a non sequitur and just not well actually i i understand the, the turning point there because he finally stopped he he was starting not to be a jerk anymore because they insulted his family, they, and all of a sudden he snaps out of it and he's like, wait a minute, that's wrong. So I can see the turning, I saw the, the, oh, what they were huh, trying to do okay. as a turning point. I didn't realize right. that. Oh, okay. Well, I'll yeah. give you that. It still was a little ridiculous. I is now martial art, Bruce Lee yes. and everyone. <laughs> but I, I appreciate if, if that's what they were doing with this character, I appreciate that. Uh, cool guys. I have just one more thing before my tragic maker. Where are you guys at? I have just my tragic maker. I just have my tragic maker. All right, then I'll go again one more time. Uh, I felt like some of the shots when they're setting up a scene or where the people were going to be next, just they held on too long. Like there's especially mm-hmm. this one point when um, Naven is going to meet with the guy that uh, essentially sold, uh, created, or uh, popularized. I'm not sure how to say it. Manufactured the OptiGrab. And was saying, "Hey, come and get your your check." Um, and they're just like holding this shot outside this um, like uh, skyscraper skyscraper quad, just like forever in a day. I'm like, and you don't even see Nave in there anywhere. It's just Scenery. like, what's going on? Why are we just holding the shot here forever? So you're a product of the later movies that are more quick cut edit. So this is before. When the edits weren't so quick cut, and the you know th- th- scenes took longer, and well, I suppose, but something I forgot to mention to our Alex, this movie did a great job of just getting into the movie right away, and having yeah. like credits over actual stuff happening. So yeah, yeah, we'll we'll give it that. Okay, <laughs> but that's just something that that annoyed me. Uh, but now let's get to the things that really like I hated, or I mean we hated. This isn't all about me. <laughs> Uh, let's begin. Uh, I'll, well, you just heard me. Let's begin with Valerie. What's the thing okay. you hated most or your tragic maker for the jerk? The scene that I just thought was absolutely ridiculous was the bank scene where his head turns completely around. Oh, yeah. It, it, over the top. Over the top. And it took me out of the movie. Kind of like the church scene for Paul. I just thought, mm. come on. The rest of the movie is at least somewhat realistic. This is... Totally over the top. It's the biggest shock of his life. Okay, but you don't have to have the head turn completely. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I just hated it. I thought it was ridiculous. I think it would have been better if he like had passed out or like the chair broke under him or just something like that. I think it would have been funnier and yeah, a little yeah. bit more plausible. Yeah, that I, I agree. That was completely like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I think... I guess they're trying to express his amazement in a very physical way, but that, right. I don't think that was the way to do it. I, yeah. Uh, all right. I'll go now and then we'll, uh, we'll end with Paul. All right. The thing I, I thought the whole plot device of the optograb causing cockeyedness was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, first of all, that whole, that someone would want something like this, this device that comes yeah. way out from your nose just to hold it there, and then you you're gonna have this humor, yeah. you're gonna have this sore on the tip of your nose for keeping it there. I just yeah. 
I just thought that was just too much. And uh, I, I that someone's like, oh, I'm always going to be looking at the center. Well, your nose is in the middle of your face too. You don't get cross-eyed just because you're always looking at your nose. Yeah. So Over-the-top humor, yes. Yes. So that's my tragic maker. And let's close out with Paul. You think my tragic maker would be over-the-top humor, but surprisingly, it's not. It was almost. It's under-the-top humor. No. Under-the-table humor. For me, it was hard for me to tell the intelligence level of not just Naven, but a lot of the characters. Hmm. In some ways, they seemed really smart in other ways they seemed really dumb it's like their intelligence levels kept fluctuating oh. um almost from, like oh go ahead go ahead <laughs> i was gonna say it's almost like well whatever the movie needs now to make a punchline or to progress right. the story, that's the intelligence you have right uh, one yeah. instance naven's uh flashing money in front of these guys yeah. that pull up in front of the 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 gas station is like boy you don't want to show this kind of money in front of certain kind of people then he goes but he he has enough intelligence to go around and call the police yeah and then to and keep them says, there like, for, and then to yeah. keep them there right and so but you, look either you don't have the intelligence to show that money or you do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so and and I wish I could think of other examples, but a lot of the characters seem to like, like the father had enough money to invest, but then he invested it in a bigger shack. And it's like, yeah, I, I know it's kind of cute, but it's like that kind of humor throughout it all. It was like, look, what if, pick a level or show a progression, uh-huh. just, mm-hmm. uh, just up and down, up and down. How, how much am I supposed to believe that he is this dumb or believe that he is this smart? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well put. I, I totally buy that, yeah. yeah. So for me, that was the most frustrating thing watching the movie. Mm. I mean, besides the racial tension going like, I don't know, is this supposed to be funny? Can I laugh? Can someone give me permission to laugh, please? I want to laugh, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. With that, I think we've entered all our firing information into the targeting computer. Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Do we rate The Jerk? A classic. We would recommend anyone see this movie, whether they've seen it before or not, though maybe not to your Sunday schoolers. Uh, A nostalgic. We would only recommend you rewatch The Jerk if you have seen it before, but not if you haven't seen it before, don't worry about catching it. Uh, or a tragic. We wouldn't recommend you watch this um, if you've never seen it before. And if you have seen it before, probably just let your memories stay where they are. Don't don't jar them with rewatching it. Uh, so let's start with our guest host, as we like to. Valerie, how do you rate The Jerk? As much as I enjoyed it, I'm going to have to rate it nostalgic. Nostalgic. All right. Uh, do you want to qualify that at all? Or, I mean, you said you enjoyed it, but so why nostalgic? I enjoyed it, but I don't think anyone has to see this movie and I can totally understand why some people don't like it. But I think if you've seen it once and you enjoyed it, you'll probably enjoy it again. Mm -hmm. So, all right. And I I can see myself wanting to see it again, maybe in 10 years just for fun, but it's not a movie I, I want to see more often than that. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, yep. Okay, cool. Uh, let's go to Paul. How do you rate the jerk? This is kind of interesting for me. Yeah, and I'm very. I'm, I, I wanted to say again, I'm very interested to find out 
give us your rating, Paul. Then tell us if you think it would have been any different if you had seen this when you were younger. Yeah, and that's I was. Yeah, so uh, overall, I really didn't like it that much, mm. and I pro I won't. I if people put it on, I I won't watch it. I I can find better things to do. Me mm-hmm. personally, mm-hmm. um, and so I was gonna rate it uh, tragic. But I was shocked at how many the responses that we got from how many people really liked it mm-hmm. and like like the scenes. So from judging from the responses that we got, people who liked it, I think would still like it. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go with nostalgic. If you liked it before, you'll probably like it again. Okay. But if but if you haven't seen this, I would definitely recommend skipping it. Okay, <laughs> that's very fair. Uh, for me, uh, I I was. I was very, I'm, I couldn't, I'm still struggling a little bit with deciding whether I want to say nostalgic or tragic because it's definitely not a classic for me. I would never share this um, with my daughter. It's not or your Sunday school kid or my Sunday school class <laughs> or, uh, and I, I wouldn't say, Hey, you need to go see this movie. It's not a movie that I would really want to watch again. I, I honestly only watch this again for you guys. Cause you rated it up. At uh, retrorewindpodcast.com slash cast your vote. See, the people like it. Uh, I mean, you know, and that's great. Other people can like it. Uh, we're the we're the co-host. We're the ones hosting the podcast. <laughs> um, and but wait, you're the one who put this on the list. I'm sorry. Uh, no, there's so there's you, no. You, ca- uh, you know what? My intelligence goes up and up and down. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> um. And I gotta say, I, I laughed out loud at several points. I didn't fall asleep. Um, I did too. But I, I, I only enjoyed like I think really the first half. Once he gets to the carnival, I think the movie just sort of it, it still has some good points, but it sort of falls off the rails for me. I, I I don't like sort of the turn it takes after that. And overall, it's not. It's not a super enjoyable movie for me. I, I there are I, I totally understand why other people might like it, but for me, I think I'm I think I've talked myself into I'm gonna read a, a tragic. Really? Yeah. You know what else I found kind of weird is when he was in his home, um, he was talking slow, and then when he moved out in the world, he was talking kind of faster and almost normal. But then when he went out on the streets and became a bum, he started talking slow again. Why did that? That what? That, yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I didn't follow that. Well, up and down intelligence. What can you say? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. there you go. Um, all right. So <laughs> I feel bad for the movie. No, you got you got to represent the people that like it. I did. Yes. I thoroughly enjoyed Absolutely. it. I, that, and good. I I'm glad. But, I, but it's. It, it's certainly not a classic, you know? <laughs> so I, some people would disagree. Yeah, I mean, personally, if if you give me, like, several Steve Martin movies to go see, I'd probably pick... Three Amigos. Uh, th- three Amigos, yeah. yeah but if I'm great. just going off of, like, a Steve Martin movie, not Steve Martin plus Chevy Chase plus Martin Short, which is an awesome okay. trifecta, if I'm just going Steve Martin, probably L.A. Story or Father of the Bride. Which oh, I guess that also has Martin Short in it, but he's that's a much that's not the same type of role. Um, so, uh, th- so I just want I want to give the impression that I don't like Steve Martin. I like him. It's just I I didn't care for the, the jerk so much. And 
all the more. No. <laughs> I wish I understood why he was a jerk. Or at least people he thought. I didn't think he was a jerk, but yeah, apparently his I wife at why. one point called him a jerk. Yeah, he, he I absolutely get... turned into a jerk because of the money. It but was about the the money corrupted corrupted him. He I disagree. Really, a jerk to his wife that much, or anyone else? It seems. Uh, yeah. So I think I, it, he just like, well, that's what somebody called me, so that's what I am. Scene when he's going off on the poor waiter about the escargot, like he's the the king of that, the world. That's no, more just like. A, he wanted it his way. That's childishness, I'd King. say. Yeah, not not so much. It's not knowing that that snails is a dish. Yeah, it was. He was out of it, but he still showed to me a snobbishness that comes with sometimes with money. Okay. I almost I almost call him the brat. I say I'd call him the brat as opposed to the jerk. But when she's saying I wish things were the way they used to be, he he just blew her off. He didn't get it. He didn't. He wasn't really listening. He. I wouldn't get it either. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's miscommunication between sexes or something. Maybe. You know what? Hey guys, we got time. So let's go with it's time for another retro retro rewrite. Oh no. Francisco tells you how the movie should have been. Should have been. It's been a while. I haven't done this in Francisco's fabulous fan fiction. Francisco's fabulous fan fiction. It's fabulous. Uh and this is only a small rewrite, guys. Uh I think it would have, going off this of, <laughs> why is it called the jerk? I think if he had gone to become a soda jerk instead of a gas station attendant, <laughs> I think they could have done a lot of the same type of comedy. They could have still had the sniper. They could have still had this these gangbaggers come in and like try to rob him. I think they could have, I mean, and then you don't have to worry about towing a chapel with a lowrider. I mean, I think they could have done a lot of the same comedy. And then it would have had this dual meaning of he was the jerk, a nice jerk, this naive soda jerk, and then the jerk, oh, this is what wealth did to him. I think that would have played on another level that I think would have worked better. Intelligence levels going up and down. Yeah, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, guys, uh, the Retro Rewind podcast rates the jerk a disputed nostalgic movie. If you've seen this before, probably go watch it again. Why not? Uh, but if you've never seen it before, eh, go watch some other series. Go watch Three Amigos, a unanimous classic. Uh, it's amazing to me how many people I've talked to that don't like that movie. Three Amigos? Yeah. What? How? Why? I don't know. They don't get that kind of humor. They think it's childish, which I agree. But, but uh, everyone, they like I, the almost jerk? everyone I know likes uh, The Princess Bride. Okay, yeah. yeah. Not the Princess Bride, Father of the Bride. Oh, yeah. Well, Princess Bride, too. No, but that's not Steve Martin. That's true. <laughs> I was like, hmm, that's an interesting pull, Paul, but all right, I'll give it to you. Um, okay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, uh, let's move on to our new tube section. Uh, Alice, would please bring up the new tubes? New tube systems engaged. All right, guys. Let's uh, share what contemporary things we are enjoying these days. What these days? Whether it's a movie, a TV show, an oil painting, you know, whatever. Uh, what's new on our tubes? Let's begin with our guest, Valerie Power. <laughs> Valerie Powers. I don't know why I felt compelled to use your last name, but Valerie, what's <laughs> new on your tube? So the other night, maybe about a week or two ago. I saw a movie that I had heard a lot about and wanted to see for a long time, but it's called The Big Lebowski. 
Oh, that's another one I've never seen, but I I know lots of people love it. Yeah, it was great. I I loved it. It did not disappoint. It's very quirky, dark humor, and it's Coen Brothers. I I love their movies for the most part. Mm -hmm. So if you like Coen Brothers movies, I think you'll really enjoy this. I had heard people rave about it and always wanted to see it, and it did not disappoint. Now, it is definitely an adult movie. Not a family-friendly movie. So go into it with that understanding. And it is dark humor. But um, I thought it was so creative. It was thoroughly enjoyable. Did the Coen Brothers... What other movies have the Coen Brothers done? I mean, I'm sure I've seen other of their movies because that's a very familiar name, but I can't think of... They did Fargo. Oh, okay. What are some... I'm blanking. Do they do Me, Myself, and I with Jim Carrey? Or that me, the Farley Brothers? No. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Me, myself, and Irene. That's right. I don't know. Well, uh, okay. Enough. That's all beside the point. You really liked The Big Lebowski. Just a fun comedy, a fun, very creative comedy, well written. Awesome. Well, very cool. Uh, Paul, what is new on YouTube? So while I was sick, I couldn't do much, but I could watch a little bit uh, here, TV here, and, and a couple movies. And you know, I saw the Big Lebowski with the wife. Didn't, didn't like I didn't? I'm not a fan of the Coen Brothers, so um, I don't think I am either. But yeah, that's fine. But one, I did see a, a couple documentaries, and one I saw that I uh, enjoyed is was called "I Am Chris Farley." And oh. It's a, uh, it came out in the year 2015, and it was a look at the actor from Saturday Night Live, Chris Farley, and mm-hmm. his gr- his uh, growing up days and into his stardom. And it was all based on the interviews of the people who were closest to him at the time. Aww. So um, it was a fun retro look back. If you enjoy Chris Farley's humor, I recommend checking it out. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, dude, you've got to see this, but... <laughs> You know, if there's, uh, you want something a little, you know, not, you know, to, to watch while you're like bored or something, uh-huh. I would recommend it. Okay, cool. Very cool. What's new on my tube, because I know Paul's not going to ask, is <laughs> I saw a movie recently. We had some friends over uh, and we watched The Big Year. Which I I had never really heard of. I, yeah, me neither. But it's essentially um, Jack Black, Steve Martin. So kind of uh, on point here. Oh yes, I did hear of that. And Owen Wilson are. Yeah, okay. I mean, most people call them bird watchers, but apparently they're birders, or they they undertake the activity of birding, which is you. Essentially, a big year is someone who goes out and just you you try to see. You don't have to take a picture or do any sort of documentation to legitimize that you saw said bird, but you just go out and try to see as many birds, species in North America as you can in one year. And the person who does that, apparently, that's they're going for a big year or the big year, and you get like you're in a magazine if you say you saw the most. So anyway, it's essentially those three um, competing for the big year, but uh, Owen Wilson is sort of the antagonist, and Steve Martin and Jack Black form this friendship, which is it's just really nice. It's a it's a it's a it's a uh, a good hearted movie. I'd recommend watching it if if you have nothing else on and it's available. It's definitely worth watching. 
So I saw the preview for uh, this movie, the big year, and yeah. it, and then it, it didn't look. It looked like a stupid cheesy movie. Honestly, it's. I mean, I I wouldn't say it's overly cheesy. Like it's not. But you'd recommend a, yeah, a watch if you yeah. have. It's definitely yeah. a red box. I I would not have gone like to see an IMAX or anything like that. But um, not that it was released in IMAX. But it, it's it's totally it's totally worth it's totally worth seeing. Like I said. Okay. Let me say we're cool. seeing more. Okay. <laughs> I might put that up on my uh, radar then. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right. Cool, guys. So we have uh, The Big Lebowski. We have... Uh, I am Chris Farley. Thank you, Paul. I am Chris Farley. And we have The Big Year. Three movies. That's been a while since we've had all movies for our new tubes. Cool. Uh, maybe next time we'll have oil paintings. Well, this is a documentary. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, it's a style of movie. Yeah, okay. uh, exactly. But good point. True. Minds, nonfiction. <laughs> Let's move on to our feedback and announcements. Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. We don't really have any uh, feedback, but we'd love to get feedback from you. You can email us uh, or go to our contact page at retrorewindpodcast.com slash contact. There's a form you can fill out, uh, and I'll send us an email with your feedback. You can also leave us uh, feedback on any of the posts. Uh, or when we um, share an episode on Facebook, you can upload there. Oh, actually, speaking of which, uh, for our uh, Back to the Future 3 episode, uh, Sharon Powers, who's been on the show before, she said, just endured the Back to the Future 3 episode. Not sure how Sorry, I feel yeah, about that. <laughs> um, but she wanted to respond to Christy, uh, my wife, that she's familiar with Ravelry, which is like a name and crochet site. Uh, and it's pretty popular these days. Also, Josh and I love Jessica Jones. And he f- found out yesterday that there will be a second season. So, yay. And maybe Back to the Future 3 is nostalgic, but I've enjoyed it every time I've watched it. So there's that. Well, I think we rated it classic, Sharon. It's not nostalgic. It's obviously classic. But yeah, get we, with the program. <laughs> unlike, you know, Swiss Family Robinson or something like that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> not, no, no, no. Isn't that a classic? Just twisting the knife. It is with some people, <laughs> not all people. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you for leaving that comment, Sharon, and f- for anyone in the future that leaves us feedback. I uh, want to remind you that you can go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash vote to vote on the movies you want us to cover. And also, if you have a movie you want suggested to be added to the list, like War Games was added recently. I know Transformers the Movie was one that was added by uh, Rob. I think he suggested that. So uh, if you have about a su- Willow? suggestion... Uh, e- email us or contact us uh, on Twitter or our contact page or Facebook and let us know. So, and we'll, me and Paul will talk about, we have a few, crit- a little bit of, there's some criteria to the movies we'd add, though we just broke one today with Paul not having seen uh, The Jerk. So, there's a couple on the list, a few, not many, but there are a few. Yeah, I think there's even one on the list that I haven't seen before, but. Right. Um, but yeah, let us know, and we'll talk about adding those to the list. Uh, but go vote on what's there now. And uh, yeah, we, we love being able to cover these movies that you guys find most interesting. Uh, <laughs> now, before we 
head back to Nav Point Omega. Paul, what does our next mission entail? That's a very good question. I wasn't ready for that. Oh. Do you know what year Uncle Buck came out? No, you'd have to. I can look That's it up if it's up right now. Okay. I'm gonna guess 1987. Why isn't IMDb working? Oh, it's on names. That's why. Why isn't it on all? Let's race. All right, 1989. Oh, uh, two years off. Okay. Apparently, there's a new Uncle Buck TV series that's coming out next year. Who would be Uncle Buck? Uh, it's. I think it's a, a person of African descent. Oh, all right. Why don't they remake um, the... What's that called? The Butler? Ferris Bueller. No, no. It was a TV show in the 80s. Oh, Mr. Belvedere. Mr. Belvedere. Yeah, remake that. Why my why oh try my to gosh. transpose Uncle Buck into a TV series? Just take right, 1989. Mr. Okay. Belvedere and yeah, okay. Go ahead. anyway. Next time we'll be going back to the year 1989 for the movie Uncle Buck. But until then, you can find us on theretrojunkies.com, listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, support us through Patreon and PayPal, and follow us on Twitter, Pinterest, and Facebook, and also Instagram. Ooh. But you can also find us at retrorewidepodcast.com. <laughs> For all of the above, yes. <laughs> yes. But if you want to find me specifically, you can go to pauljpowers.com and more. <laughs> Just I was like, Paul J. Power. That inflection made me think, oh, is he going to say something else? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. Thank you, Paul. Thank you always for being an awesome friend, awesome co-host, and just an awesome human being in general. You're welcome. Kudos to you. I take, I take after you. Um, I don't know how that would be. <laughs> in space-time anomaly i suppose uh but i also want to say a very special thank you to our guest valerie thank you so much for coming on the show no problem it was fun awesome glad you had fun um if our listeners want to find you online uh how can they do that and is there anything you'd like to promote no but my email address is valeriepowers2003 at yahoo.com awesome so if you want to say good job valerie email her there uh, you can find me, Francisco, at, on Twitter. I'm at FXRUIZX, though if you want to really get, want to get in t- contact with me on Twitter, your probably better bet is to go with that Retro Rewind cast. I check that more frequently, but either is fine. Uh, and I want to prom- promote my services as a web and graphic designer. Uh, check out my portfolio at FXRDesign.com. Thank you so much for listening, subscribing, supporting, and sharing the podcast. We really appreciate you. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Just got to Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Uh, this chair is mine. This is microphone. I need this microphone. All I need is a soundboard, this mixing board. My phone. All I need is this sounding board, this microphone, and my phone. 
I'm totally botching this sketch. Goodbye. <laughs> Look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs>